Welcome to the Scrum.org Community Podcast, a podcast from the home of Scrum. In this podcast, we feature professional Scrum trainers and other Scrum practitioners sharing their stories and experiences to help learn from the experience of others. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Scrum.org Community Podcast. My name is Dave West, CEO here at Scrum.org, and also the host of today's podcast. I'm very lucky to have um, a fantastic professional Scrum trainer uh, here with me, Reggie Gardner, out of Utah. So um, obviously the weather there is far better than it is for me in, in Boston, Massachusetts. Hi, hi, Reggie. Hi, Dave. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, you're you're very welcome. I'm excited to listen to you talking and sharing some of your insights about your experience of professional Scrum and and your journey here. So before we do that, Lau, let, can we just take a couple of minutes to um, for you to introduce to our listeners who you are and, uh, and maybe sh- share something fun uh, with our with our audience? <laughs> Sounds good. I'll do my best. Um, yeah, I, I have a background as a developer. So I was developer in C++ and also in .NET for quite a long time. I spent a big chunk of my career in, a, in one startup. Well, startup when I got there at least. Um, so as it grew, I went through a lot of periods of growth, transition, wore a lot of hats, a lot of a lot of different experiences there for sure. Um, I am in Utah and lived here most of my life. It's snowing today, so I don't know if I'm going to argue it's better weather, but we do need the snow. Um, I lived a little bit in California and I spent, also spent a couple of years in Brazil, which was a great experience when I was younger. Um, my wife and I have four teenage boys and that's that's pretty adventureful. That keeps us busy. And kind of a side note on that, about nine years ago as a family, we were looking for something to keep these boys busy with something good. And we, we started raising puppies for guide dogs for the blind. And we've raised um, six puppies altogether now. So that's that's been really fun, but really challenging too. And the very first one we raised, she wanted to become a guide. She guided for five years and then she needed to retire. And so she came home two years ago, right at the start of the pandemic. So that's that's been really fun. And I, I can't go away from guide dogs from blind without saying, right when we started with them, they switched to only positive uh, reinforcement training approaches and their success rate went up significantly just from focusing on the positive. And I think there's a lesson in there for all of us. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that there really is one. I thank you for... Um for 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 doing that with the um guide dogs for the blind it must be heart-wrenching to say goodbye to these ridiculously adorable puppies or young dogs when when they leave but uh, you seem to have dealt with it reasonably well yeah you know. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely definitely is heart-wrenching but yeah it's also rewarding so yeah. Oh, yeah, excellent. And, and, and I think, well, maybe we'll lean into that sort of like positive reinforcement later as we talk about that. <clears throat> but we, we, before we do that, though, I think it's important to, to talk a little about your journey, you know, as a, a software engineer writing in, you know, the fabulous C++, which is, you know, a language that I also used to write a lot of code in back in the day. I'd love to hear how you came to Scrum how that journey, and then ultimately to be a professional Scrum trainer. Can you just take us through sort of the highlights of that journey? Sure, yeah. So I was at this company that, you know, was a startup when I got there. And I spent 10 years with the same team. So super stable, same four developers. We had one QA person that transitioned once, but 
And the four of us, the five of us, you know, had a product line. We built multiple connected backend data products. And, you know, we're in a startup. We're trying to do our best. We're trying to be successful. And so we looked at a lot of, you know, Scrum and Agile stuff. And we were using a lot of the basic ideas. You know, we were doing our best, working in iterations and um, trying to apply a lot of the principles. We did a lot of extreme programming stuff, pair programming, you know, that type of thing. Well, after 10 years, this company decides we've got to build our next generation platform and it's multiple pieces of hardware and software, all brand new. And instead of working in our small little teams, basically in silos, we need 40 to 50 people working together to build this new stuff. And they asked me to help lead because I'm kind of into agile and teamwork and stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. And not realizing this is way different at 40 or 50 people than it is at you know, a team of four to five. And so we just were failing miserably. I mean, this, this was not going well. This was, holy smokes, we can't get things to build. Um, we can't get our systems to talk to each other. For the first time, we started facing significant turnover in that organization. So we were just really struggling. And that organization at that time had a really strong internal training program. The founder was a former university professor, big believer in education. He was bringing all this stuff, you know, great training courses. And I was attending tons of it. So were all the other leaders. And it just wasn't getting us to where we needed to be. It was useful, but just wasn't getting us there. So I started looking around. I need help, right? Um, I thought I knew Scrum and Agile, but I apparently don't know what I'm doing. So started looking around for help. And uh, one of my goals was to find something that we could bring training into this internal university. And that's, so after exploring lots of different training courses, doing a lot of reading books, listening to keynotes, podcasts all the time. I finally found scrum.org and learned about the trainer program. So I was like, oh, we could bring this in and help train our people. And that was, that's kind of what really got me hooked on to, to scrum.org initially. But what's kept me here was what actually came and attended the training um, actually unlocked some serious stuff that I, that I missed in my Agile and Scrum understanding. And again, it's this backdrop of, I wasn't just looking it out a little bit. I was looking deep and broad for answers and scrum.org just enlightened me on a few key things. And so I just became real passionate about it from that, that point forward. Can we lean in a little bit on those, um, those little, those things, talk a little bit about the, the sort of realizations, those little aha moments you had when you were thinking about professional scrum and trying to apply it, you had these 50, you know, engineers all working and, and trying to deliver this integrated platform. What were those sort of aha moments? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, I think back is, you know, you, you go to school, you become a coder, you feel like me and you're happily coding away. And then somebody, the boss comes in and he's like, when's this going to ship? <laughs> and you're like, Love that. Love that moment. Right, right. And it's like, I didn't have that class in school and I don't know. <laughs> and, and it was kind of that, so, you know, we're trying to lead this big effort and, you know, there's all this pressure, like, well, when are we going to be done with this? When are we going to be done? And so we were doing a lot of that time with, you know, story points and velocity. And the big question I had was like, I can't get anywhere near predictability. Like we're not even coming close to that. So that was a big question I had. I mean, that's why I was coming out, like, help me figure this out. And instead, I come and I learn about Kinefin 
And that was, that was new to me, despite all this learning I had. And that just opened up the world. It, it's, it's not making it predictable. It's, it's doing an end run around the fact that you're working in this unpredictable nature. And that's what you have to deal with. That is the challenge is, is dealing with that. So that empiricism, you know, I was familiar with that, but it hadn't sunk in quite so deep as, oh, this is the core problem. And then from there, a lot of the values, you know, that, that people side is so absolutely, that's where the power is. So those values to build trust, energy, improve those relationships, build that interaction. I mean, that that's what was really key for me. So the empirical process, the breaking things down, and then empowered self-managed teams. That, I mean, that's always been written about Scrum, but I guess until you've actually practiced it and been exposed to it and really thought deeply about it, it it's kind of hard to, to apply. Do you think that um, your journey would have, do you think having that failure was necessary almost to get to the point that you, you are now? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think failure is the best teacher for sure. Um, certainly very humbling, you know, oh, I thought I could do anything. And, and then you're really, really struggling. And, and so absolutely, I mean, failure experience, that's the best teacher by far. Yeah. And then how's Scrum changed you during, so that was, that was a few years ago now. So uh, you've been doing this for a while. You took those ideas, you started applying it. I mean, I guess the most important question is, did you deliver, did that, those 50 people deliver that next platform and turn that company into a unicorn and <laughs> make everybody super successful and drive Lamborghinis? <laughs> Yeah, that was, that's exactly how it went. Um, <laughs> well, that, that, it did turn things around, and, and that company is very successful. I, I'd left, um, what's it been, about three years now I left. So, um, but it definitely, definitely made, we turned the corner, right? It was like, okay, we're actually going to bring this to market and, uh, and definitely turn things around. You know, got the stability, the, the team stability back on track, the energy back. Um, and you know, real forward progress. And now it's now it's a life system for sure. Yeah. So you actually delivered delivered some value. So what's so since that first time, what's changed? What additional things have you know? You know Scrum. You've been pl applying it. You're you're a professional Scrum trainer, obviously. What what additional things? How's the journey since then? I mean, we're always learning, right? Tell me a little bit about that. What have you learned since? I mean, that's, that's maybe the number one thing is that we're all always learning. Um, you know, no matter how much we've learned, how far we've come, there's just always more to learn. And, you know, that empiricism, that unpredictable nature, the unknown unknowns means what worked in the past may not apply in the future. So you can't come in with, oh, I've got it. I know how to do it now because it could be all different. It's different people, different contexts, different problems. And so that, that mindset of discovery is, it just goes deeper and deeper for me. Like it's all emergent and all has to be discovered every time. Yeah. The first truth is that there is no such thing as the truth, right? And you realize that every increment, one increment at a time, sometimes painfully, unfortunately. So this leads us to, you're now a professional scrum trainer. 
why did you want to become a professional scrum trainer other than i suppose the economics of bringing this into the organization where you were at so you could teach the, the, the other people but what what other reasons well another big one was you know we we're just talking about just learning and i just wanted to be part of this community because i recognize there's just so much talent and experience and knowledge so a lot of it's just i want to hang out with those people i, I want to learn from them and I mean, that's that's huge to me. And I, I think that, yeah, the, the community is a, a huge, one of the reasons why I'm here as CEO is because of the, the because of the community. I think, you know, the, the that positive, respectful, uh, energetic group of people that are always available. And because of they're all over the world, they're always available. You can send a Slack message and somebody will reply to you. You're like, wow, that's awesome. So... Becoming so the community was one of the key motivators, being able to deliver consistent content, being able to learn together and, and deliver that. Uh, the last question, which is something that you know we've been writing about a lot here at, at scrum.org, and I'd love your perspective on this. What does professional scrum mean to you? You know, you were doing scrum before, you were doing XP scrum, the the classic, you know, marriage before what does professional scrum mean to you now now that's a great question um i think about that a lot actually and i think my understanding of that you know continues to evolve but it's um it's that deep understanding of you know it's not a process because that's where i kind of came into encounter this all the time right oh scrum's a process let's apply this process and it's not that it's it's a mindset it's applying empiricism and using that. And it's having a lot of integrity. Um, so that, that professional side is where I've been like, man, I have to be honest about this. You know, you get situations of pressure where like, we really need a date for this, or we really want this or that. And you just have to say, well, this is reality. Um, I had this experience where we did this major rewrite, big, um, big visible, most visible, effort in the company at the time, a pretty big company. And we had it on most of the platforms, but not the last one, which is a big one. You know, most of the customers are on this big platform. <laughs> got got pressure for give me a date that's 100 percent You can get you can meet this date. And I was like, I can't give you 100 percent date unless it's going to be so far in the future to be useless. And but I was like, I'll give you a 90% date. And what happened was we got all of our stuff done. Within that window that we gave them, we released to a small portion of our customers. And, and when releasing at scale, we discovered there was a huge flaw in their firmware. So it wasn't our code, it was this platform we were running on. And we couldn't go on, we couldn't push this out. It was gonna be a miserable experience for our customers. And so we talked to the company and they're like, yeah, we'll put that on our list, we'll fix it in six months. Well, that wasn't gonna fly. So we had to go back and rework it, you know, rework our code to work around this, this problem in the firmware. And we did it and it, it was successful and it's, it's still successful today, but we missed that 90% date because we didn't know we're gonna encounter this, this huge blocker. And, and so that, it comes back to that for me, it's that integrity of let's just be open and honest about the reality of this and let's, let's deal with that reality together. Yeah, it, it's interesting the, the, that honesty isn't, I, I don't think many of us are 
are mischievous or Machiavellian in our responses to customers or, or, or to other stakeholders. But ultimately, often we, we lie to ourselves because we want we want to deliver it fast. We want to we want to amaze. We want to make people happy. We want people to like us and respect us. And I think what professional Scrum does is it it takes the personality out of it. It's not about you. It's about ultimately the cone of uncertainty, which I know isn't in vogue anymore. So we should probably not use it. But the you know if you look at the work that we're doing, that your understanding improves incrementally as you deliver value, right? And that's what professional Scrum. Uh, provides it, it obviously doesn't have all the answers in fact it probably asks more questions but it takes you down that that route i think i think that's a key tenant to what professional scrum is and uh, what being a professional knowledge worker is actually ultimately i think at the end of the day so reggie thank you for today we could have talked for hours i've got a bunch of other questions that i'll have to ask you at another time but we're trying to keep these um Scrum.org community podcasts, you know, sort of enough time for somebody as they're, you know, eating their cereal in the morning or walking their dog, they can uh, they can listen to and maybe get a little bit of uh, value out of them. So uh, thank you for your time. Um, and um, thank you, audience, for listening today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, hopefully you're enjoy you'll get to enjoy the snow today, Reggie. Thanks so much, Dave. Really appreciate it. So much, so much fun to be here.